Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Church of Roy, a sports drink original podcast. Morning today's show may include adult language. And here are your hosts, Ryan Wilcox and Steve Ewald. Welcome everybody to the Church of Roy podcast. We are back to with breaking news that one of Jody Allen's teams has traded a star player, <laughs> but it's not the Portland Trailblazers. It's it's the Seattle Seahawks have traded Russell Wilson. To the Denver Broncos, which brings me to my co-host here, Brian Wilcox, who is Northwest raised, but is a Denver transplant. He's adopted the Broncos um, in Denver. Brian, you got to be feeling pretty good today. I mean, the excitement was palpable um, very early in the day in our text threads. How are you doing today, Brian? Not going to lie to you, Steve. The uh, White Claw has been flowing ever since the news that uh, Jody Allen might be tanking not one, but two of your franchises up there in the Northwest. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you take you take ownership for one of these teams, all right? So uh, no, I, no, they're my they're my number one team. Always will be. Uh, never was a real Seahawks fan, so it's pretty easy to jump on the Broncos bandwagon. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty thrilled about the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as far as like I, I've seen some Blazer fans kind of run with this a little bit today. As far as like, oh my God, is Jody Allen you know liquidating everything? She trading all these stars. No, I think this is apples and oranges. I think it's kind of hard yeah. to compare, you know, roster building with the NBA and roster building with the NFL. I mean, in the NBA, you can absolutely 1000% build around a, a high paid in the NBA. You can build around a high paid star player. I mean, you have to, I mean, you have to have one, two, maybe even three of those type of players on your team in the NFL. It's a little different. Um, you know, the Seahawks team was competing in Super Bowls before Russell Wilson was a highly paid quarterback. I mean, that's kind of the can of worms that you, you mm-hmm. open here. I think the Seahawks kind of had to reset. Now, where I do think it is interesting is they are doing things perhaps in reverse order than what the Blazers have done as far as, you know, you saw the Blazers move on from Terry Stotts first and are still hanging on to their star player. Whereas we're seeing the Seahawks kind of do the opposite here. They're hanging on to Pete Carroll, appear, it appears, certainly appears. And, and they're moving on from their star player and Russell Wilson. So that, that I think is a little interesting just to, to see how that works. But again, these are two 
very different sports that that roster construction is very different and your strategies are very different. Uh, is, is that where the comparisons end for you too, or, or is there something I'm missing? I think it's complete apples and oranges. I mean, I like Stan Kroenke, he owns the Nuggets, he owns Arsenal, he owns the yeah. Rams. And I don't think, uh, you know, them trading picks for Jalen Ramsey has anything about what they're going to do with Michael Porter Jr. So, you know, yeah. I, I just, I don't really see it. So, Everybody can remain calm on that front. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of things. There's plenty of things that you should be worried about ahead of the Seahawks trading Russell Wilson as far as <laughs> Damian Lillard's future. Like that's pretty yeah. damn far down the list. Um, so I guess okay, one of those things that's probably higher on the list is let's just talk about the tank. You know, we, we had Lindsay on the show last week, which thank you again, Lindsay, for jumping on the show. Um me and you haven't really talked since like this team went complete tank turn after the all-star game. You know, they've lost five games in a <laughs> row, which is tied with the golden state warriors and the Chicago bulls at the time of this recording for longest active losing streaks in the NBA. Um, I guess I want to ask you kind of this broad question. We can drill into a couple things, but you know, we both wanted the tank. But has the tank gone too far? I think I think things have gotten a little out of hand. I, granted, we are recording a day after a wild forty-point loss to <laughs> to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, Brian, what do you think? What are your thoughts? The tank is here. Has it gone too far? You know, the boys are absolutely absolutely getting shellacked out there. <laughs> um, but short answer: Has the tank gone too far, Steve? Absolutely not. This is what we're here for. Um, I will say that it sucks for fans who, you know, might have purchased a tickets to a game a few months out. We're expecting to see a whole different level of competitiveness. Uh, I kind of feel for the season ticket holders as well. Hopefully all you season ticket holders out there understand that this is for a greater good and a better team moving forward. But and, and you know, in, in that from that perspective, it sucks. But no, the tank has not gone too far. It's ugly. But you have to blame the system, if anything, more than the organization for taking advantage of, you know, this is kind of the game we're in, and this is our one shot to to really suck. And they're pulling it off magnificently. You know, tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, and probiotics to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, it's producer Perry here, and I want to talk to you about a new app we've been using here on the Church of Hawaii called ColorCast. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and totally free to use. You can talk to me, other fans, 
Brian, Steve, athletes and insiders all in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And the best thing is that you can share your own experiences on the app. All you have to do is download the ColorCast app free on the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any group you want. It's that easy. That's the ColorCast app on the iOS App Store. You know, as far as like overall tanking and attitudes towards it, I, I would point people to two books that you can read with all this free time if you don't want to watch the Blazers get absolutely shellacked every night. And that's Jake Fisher's book on how the lottery changed the NBA. Um, that's available. If you go to Jake Fisher's Twitter profile, he's a writer for Bleacher Report. We've talked about him on this show before. Mm -hmm. He has how the lottery has changed, how teams tank or, or how it's aimed towards tank. And then there's also another book. Um, it's called tanking to the top. It's about the Sixers. Now, granted, some of it is dated because it kind of their victory lap at the end of the book. And the addition I have at least is the culmination of drafting Ben Simmons. And we all know how that went, which granted, I mean, if you follow the line far enough, Ben Simmons led to James Harden. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. In a way, so, True. you know, it, it is kind of interesting if you want to just get a better look at tanking. As far as my thoughts on the tank, I think there's this discussion going on where it's, you know, are the Blazers by resting players and, and like re more recently, Josh Hart for load management, um, Anthony Simon, same thing. We've seen Greg Brown pop up on the injury report. There's this conversation going on that it's disingenuous or, or it's, you know, making a mockery of, of the league to lose games in this fashion. And I guess what's what's the counter here? I guess the counter would be that you field your best team possible and then still hope you, you know, you lose at the end and pull up a little bit at the end. I almost think that's like more disingenuous. Like I think the Blazers, how they're doing it is exactly how they should do it. There should be no illusion for ticket holders, for fans, for people who show up to those games that they absolutely 1000% know what the Blazers are doing that night. 
and they're doing it for a strategic reason to make this team better long-term. I, I have no problem with it, but I've also been very pro tank for a very long time. So mm-hmm. it, it's really not surprising that that's my viewpoint. Um, but yeah, it is rough to watch, you know, consistently. <laughs> I mean, just in the last five games, I mean, you have a couple 30 point losses, a couple losses that bordered on 40 points. I mean, really the closest game here was a 14 point loss to the Timberwolves, which was the game before the 40 point loss. So you know, it hasn't been pretty. And I mean, this defense is hemorrhaging points. I mean, over 120 points allowed in all five of those losses. So yeah, it's been ugly, but you know, I'm actually going to two games for the first time this season. Now that the Blazers are tanking, because it's going to be something new. I'm going at the end of this month. So um, tickets are probably pretty cheap. Oh yeah, great. you gotta say you probably get some great seats. I mean, I'm always gonna support Blazers Edge Night, but I'm mean, yes, the the CJ McCollum return game Ooh. for a game that's that big for CJ's return, you still get incredible tickets for a very fair price, pretty close to where the action is gonna be. So I'm very excited to go to that. Um, but yeah, Brian, is there is there anything you know since we've last talked that? You know, you can kind of hang your hat on. Is there a player that stood out to you? I mean, I, yes, I know this team is tanking. Have you yeah. seen anything that's been encouraging here? I mean, just to get back to kind of the integrity of the game, though, and all that stuff, this has been a conversation for decade, two decades, whatever, you know, whatever it is, that our team's, you know, purposely trying to lose just like a black mark on the sport. And I will say, we are not to the point where Mark Madsen's jacking threes yet <laughs> in the late season game. But Portland is straddling the line of, you know, being probably one of the mo- more egregious tanking teams of, of all time. <laughs> like, it's getting pretty wild. I, will, I, mean, I think, like, Bill – I mean, you shared this with me. Like, Bill Simmons commented on it, like, where it's yeah. like, you know, the Blazers have become one of the most tanktastic teams in the last, you know, modern era. And it's like – you know, they're really going for it. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, but I don't know, you know, if, if Nurkic is really hurt, then I don't think it really matters much if you're playing Ant and Hart. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. with Nurkic out with the plantar fasciitis, it's like there are no defensive bigs in the squad. Like, God bless Drew Eubanks, but, he, you know, he's not exactly the linchpin of the successful NBA <laughs> defense. So, as soon as Nurkic went out, that was when I was like, okay, mm-hmm. hopefully he's good. But mm-hmm. my hunch is they're setting him for a reason. That's because he was keeping the defense afloat. And uh, you can see when you pull him out of that bad boy, the whole whole ship's sinking yeah. <laughs> on that side. Yeah. So, Yeah. Um, just overall tank, I, I think it's important to, you know, we've talked about some of the doom and gloom, like are the Blazers affecting the integrity of the NBA. Let's look at why they're doing this. And if we look at, you know, as we're recording, I mean, this is going to be very fluid through the end of the season, but – Right now, when you're looking at where this team stands in relation to getting a top four pick, this slide is getting them into position with the pick they own. So right now, like I said, they're tied for the longest losing streak in the league, lost five in a row, and there's some teams directly ahead of them in the tank race that are kind of starting to win right now. So directly in front of them, you have the San Antonio Spurs, the Sacramento Kings, and the Indiana Pacers, and those teams have shown signs of life recently. I mean, Sacramento Kings very much seem like a team that's trying to win right now, which is super odd, which is a super Kings thing to do. 
I think the Spurs that, you know, you just have a collection of young guys that maybe they're just banking on Spurs culture and trying to win a couple of games here. And then the Pacers have been, you know, surprisingly frisky. Like mm-hmm. they, they have an interesting team with Halliburton there now where, you know, this team might not just sit it out. Like they might just see what they have with Halliburton and some of these other pieces. And that might be more valuable to them going forward. This is all benefiting the Blazers here where, you know, right now they're at 26.3% chance to land a top four pick. But if they get up to where Indiana is, let's say at number five, which Portland's now currently at number eight, that those odds for a top four pick suddenly jump to 42% and a 10% chance of landing the top overall pick. I mean, that's a very different world from where they sit now. I mean, if you round up just a little bit, I mean, you got a 50-50 shot of landing a top four pick. And if it's mm. in a top three variety you're talking about landing uh, you know a top tier talent in this draft class so so what's your observations looking from the outside in looking at the blazers remaining schedule for what are you watching with the with the state of the tank race right now brian sure well it's a good thing you know portland's pulling off a master class in the tank because they're gonna have to to get to that top five spot which i'm with you i think that's kind of the best case scenario for this team is five i really don't see it getting any better as far as where they land at the end of the year but according to tankathon their strength of schedule for the remaining teams is a hair over 41 percent as far as winning percentage the next closest team is in atlanta with an almost 47 percent strength of schedule so portland's remaining strength of schedule is so damn easy that it's going to have to be you know Kind of the tank job we're seeing now for the rest of the season in order to make that, you know, bottom five finish a reality. And I mean, if you're looking at specific matchups, I mean, when you say it is one of the easiest schedules, it's that way for a reason. They're playing some of these teams that they desperately need to leapfrog in the tank race. Mm-hmm. And like something we were talking about before we recorded is like it's kind of a double gift when you lose to those teams because not only are you, you're sliding further down the, the standings, but the teams in front of you that you need to win are also picking up a W. And I mean, specifically, we're looking at games against New York, which they have leapfrogged New York, but you want to make sure you maintain that cushion. Mm -hmm. You have Detroit in there, which they won three in a row, but they're at 18 wins. I don't know if the Blazers can quite catch them in the tank race. Um, Indiana, and then crucially the San Antonio Spurs. And then you also have a couple games against OKC, and then a couple games against – you have – three games against the Spurs, which are all those three, games yeah, are going to be huge. super important. I And for me, looking at the schedule, if you're talking about the Blazers' other pick that is actually the Pelicans' pick that goes to the Blazers if it lands between 5 and 14, if there's two games you're going to root for the Blazers to win down the stretch, it's going to be the two remaining games against the Pelicans, March 30th in the Rose Garden, then back down to New Orleans on April 7th, third to last game of the year. Those are the two games you might not care if the Blazers win and preserve that other pick and make sure it lands on the lottery. I mean, that's the best case scenario, right? And they, you know, might need to beat New Orleans those two games because they have the fifth easiest schedule moving forward too. So they're in a really good chance to, you know, kind of continue their trajectory. It seems like they've been playing a little better now that CJ's integrated and Zion might be coming back. Yeah. Potentially, I don't know. who knows if that actually hurts or helps this team, though? Like, I mean, Zion is a phenomenal talent, but like, I don't know, man. I uh, there's so many red flags around that guy. I, I guess, real quick, circling back to the Blazers, like, yeah. kind of my superstitious 
kind of tinfoil hat or like not really a tinfoil hat thing, more like burning sage and, and doing those other spiritual things. Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned that this team is so tanky and so much like an affront to the competition of the game that the basketball gods <laughs> are going to frown on us on lottery night. And I am a little worried about that. We've seen the Blazers when they are competing, you know, that LaMarcus, Brandon Roy team um, early on, you know, they, they were trying to, they weren't necessarily outright tanking and, and they were rewarded. They beat their odds. They got the number one pick, which unfortunately they used on Greg Oden, but mm-hmm. You know, I'm wondering if it's going to happen opposite. Now that they're going for it. I wonder if they're going to be one of those teams that underperforms their lottery odds. Like, I just, is there any part of you that, you know, are you thinking of something to sacrifice or, or do something superstitious to make sure that doesn't happen? You know, tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, it's producer Perry here, and I want to talk to you about a new app we've been using here on the Church of Hawaii called ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and totally free to use. You can talk to me, other fans, Brian, Steve, athletes, and insiders all in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And the best thing is that you can share your own experiences on the app. All you have to do is download the ColorCast app free on the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join any group you want. It's that easy. That's the ColorCast app on the iOS App Store. You know, if David Stern was still the commissioner, I'd be absolutely terrified. But mm-hmm. I don't think Adam Silver's is slimy. You know, I don't think we're going to see any frozen envelopes, which has not been, you know, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think we're going to see chicanery from Mr. Silver. He's a pretty straight shooter. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. We kind of maybe uh, Dame's loyalty to the small market just outweighs, mm-hmm. you know, all the bullshit right now. That's kind of what I'm banking on is, is is Dame's loyalty to the team. Yeah, I think if you're looking at like the balances of like conspiracy yeah. Cosmic, basketball gods, yes, like you're yes. like maybe there is enough goodwill of being a, a, a really a model small small market franchise for all these years outside of a few rough jailblazer years. And then also the loyalty of Damian Lillard. Maybe we see it, you know, that counterbalances some of the antics down the stretch here. Um, as far as the players on the roster, I did want to mention Brandon Williams, who's on a two-way contract. He, you know, I don't know if his future is with the Blazers, but I think he has an NBA future just by, by what we've seen. I mean, granted, some of these guys, when they're getting blown out, I call it like the J.J. Hickson effect. Um, from a few years ago where it's these teams that aren't very good, like specifically J.J. Hickson with the Blazers, is 
they're putting up a lot of stats, but like there's a lot about Brandon Williams to like, as far as from what I've seen, the problem is he plays at a point guard position where there's just a wealth of talent in this league, especially at his, you know, talent level, but you know, 27 points, 21 points, back-to-back gangs. Yes, they're big losses, but like you got to have some talent to put up 20 points in this, in this league, no matter who you're playing on in a given night. So I think he's kind of turning into one of those players to kind of watch down the stretch, but have you seen anything from Brandon Williams that stands out necessarily or, or any thoughts on maybe he could fit into the Blazers plans? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's made some tough buckets, but he's also playing on a team that's tanking. And I think the other team knows that too, right? I don't think mm-hmm. they necessarily have playoff type intensity out there playing him, but I think he will have a NBA future if he can, you know, fit into a role that's more conducive to his long-term role in the NBA, right? Like yeah. right now, he's not going to have this role ever again, <laughs> unless he really surprises all of us. Yeah. But if he can, you know, keep efficient in a smaller role and kind of a third or fourth guard, then I, I think he could stick around. And I'm rooting for the guy. He's really making the most of his opportunity here, mm-hmm. along with Eubanks, right? Who yep. Yep. We touched that- on briefly earlier, getting a second – 10 day deal. And, you know, he's, he's kind of continuing the recent trend of just being complete irritant at the five <laughs> by getting headbutted by Malik Beasley the other night. <laughs> he's doing something right out there. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you're getting headbutted on purpose, I think you're doing something right. Like you're, yeah. you have unlocked something as far as Drew Eubanks go, he's on his second 10 day contract. So the Blazers kind of have to make a decision here. Once this one's up, mm-hmm. I, I think Drew Eubanks is future. I think, the Blazers should absolutely try to keep him around for the rest of the season, see if they can get him into camp next year potentially and compete for one of the last roster spots. I think that's yeah. my ideal situation for him. You want those type of players around, especially, like you said, an irritant, someone who's going to really try to get under your skin, uh, set hard screens, and play physical. Like Those are the type of players you just want in your locker room. As far as his future goes, I think it plays into the future of a couple other guys on this roster. One is a guy we've never seen suit up for the Blazers is Eric Bledsoe, who was part of the Norman Powell, Robert Covington trade with the Clippers. You know, he didn't miss a game coming prior to that trade and then gets here and he's got, you know, this Achilles type injury (laughs) that he has not played. And then you also have Ben McLemore, who's a veteran shooter that could very much be useful for a team trying to get to the playoffs. Now it's important to note that there is only 18 games left in this season, And so that buyout window is closing pretty rapidly. But John Hollinger made a point to mention both of these players, Drew Bledsoe and and, uh, I say Drew Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe is a little retired. We got quarterbacks (laughs) on our mind right now. So um, maybe I just want some sweet Walla Walla wine. I think that's why I'm thinking of uh, Mm. Drew Bledsoe. But anyway, John Hollinger mentions Eric Bledsoe and Ben McElmore's players to watch in the buyout market if one of those players gets bought out i think it's obvious that you know drew eubanks is the the guy you sign i do think you know there may be there might be some movement maybe on a guy like ben mclemore i mean hollinger even mentions it but i don't know how the cap mechanics work i mean hollinger i would assume knows more than i do um because he worked in the league but he is saying you know maybe the blazers want to keep Eric Bledsoe around for as long as possible because there might be something you can do with his cap figure. But I do think Ben, there's an interesting case to be made for Ben McLemore to be made into a buyout candidate. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's the guy. I mean, pretty seamless fit on most teams and you never have too much shooting 
especially, you know, deep, deep on the bench in the playoffs. So he's a guy I think too, and it'd be kind of a little anticlimactic if this Bledsoe contract just kind of goes in the wind, but it's kind of looking like that might be the thing just with the way the deadline's working. Yeah. I mean, and really it's not the end of the world if that's what, what happens here. I mean, obviously you would like to have seen them do something with that money, but like at the end of the day, like, you know, you got to hang on to those cards until you absolutely have to fold them. And, And I, I, if there's even one team out there that you can make a deal work because you have Eric Bledsoe's money, you know, it's worth investigating at least. I mean, if sure. you cut, if you buy him out here, you lose that option. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, it, it's weird talking about this team right now as far as like, you know, what to really watch for because it really is, it's a tough watch. I mean, there's some young players worth watching right now. Um, I think more for us, and you'll see it, especially in the next few episodes and really going into the draft, we're going to really start talking about these college players. Um, we got conference tournaments coming up this weekend, selection Sunday on Sunday. Expect a very college prospect heavy podcast next week is what we're going to aim for. So, uh, Brian, any oh, – go ahead. I was going to say that's perfect because I don't know if I told you this, but I'm clearing out the Church Roy escrow account. I'm going to Vegas again <laughs> uh, Thursday. <laughs> and I, have, uh, I have tickets to Friday night's Pac-12 tourney game. Which nice. So my girlfriend's brother went to Arizona, so we have tickets and we're ready to go to that game. They just have to sneak by the winner of Arizona State and Stanford, I believe, to, to play that game Friday, which <laughs> should be doable, knock on wood. Uh, knock on wood. It's going to be weird. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm excited. You know, hopefully see uh, Mathurin play. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. guy that's kind of been tables being maybe that top 10. Or, you know, maybe seven to 12 type range or seven to four. You probably know better than me at this. I, I think of- I ideally like he's the player that I would love to see the Blazers at least investigate with that Pelicans pick that falls in that range. Sure. I, yeah, I, talked about- I think that's ideal, right? And yeah. uh, go ahead. No, just a lot. Like, I mean, if you're talking about Matherin, you're watching the Pac 12 tournament, someone up here. Um, a lot of length uh, is a three level scorer, has, you know, as far as a three point shooter, has the pro style toolkit he can mm-hmm. shoot in catch and shoot situations he can also shoot off the dribble so you know super interesting he's just not quite like a dynamic explosive player i think if he was an explosive athlete you'd see him more in the top five discussion but sure. you know, he's got a ton of size he's played in multiple roles second year player at arizona but you know still a super interesting prospect to watch yeah i'm super excited to see him live you know i just i'm mostly excited to see because i watched a fair amount of arizona games and this year, but I'm excited to see him just live and see what he looks like. You know, does he look like an NBA player up close? So that'll be fun. And, you know, and if Stanford sneaks through, I think it's Ingram from Stanford is kind of like a six, seven, six, eight swing guy, probably a second rounder, but that might be kind of a fun matchup. And mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'll be down there uh, doing the, doing, doing a little live scouting for us. Uh, there you go. If, if, if you check the bar tab for church Roy, that bar tab escrow, it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be, I'm going to put it all black and, uh, come back with some winnings for us we you know we we don't really protect our earnings here at the church of roy so i'm happy you're you're gonna be putting it to use but um anyway enjoy college basketball if you have a question for the podcast for players to watch please shoot it over to either my twitter at steve d hoops or hit us up at the church of roy pod um we'd love to hear from you guys and, and you know as our kind of our motto has been throughout the years, once again, embrace the chaos, embrace the tank. 
Um, it's going to be over soon. The 18 games are going to be over soon. There's going to be a lot of hope around here. So um, that's all I have for this week. Brian, you got anything before we get out of here? Oh, one month. That's all we have left this season, then. And hopefully <laughs> much, more, much more visually appealing off-season. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, all right, everybody. Thank you. Uh, subscribe, rate, do all that jazz. We really appreciate the support. We will, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Church of Roy podcast. If you like what you've heard, go ahead and subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcasts. And while you're at it, go follow us on Twitter at Church of Roy Pod. We'll see you next week.